Is it a man, a ghost, or a monster that stalked a Swiss forest? And then we look at a man who believes that humans did not evolve on Earth. It doesn't make sense why we're on this planet. Unless we were put here because Earth is our prison. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Let's go ahead and get started here. First off, I want to say a shout out to, again, we got a lot of new Patreons this week today. It's Nicole Gerard. Nicole Gerard. I don't know if your name is pronounced that way, but I don't know how most of it is pronounced. Nicole is actually the fiance of Corey who was our Patreon supporter yesterday. So that's beautiful, right? Our first Patreon couple. Really, really appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get started. Nicole, you know what? Your fiancé got to fly the Carpenter Copter. You'll get to fly the Carpenter Copter too, but first off, we're going to give you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. That is a beautiful vehicle. We're going to see how you are behind the wheel. We're driving out to Switzerland. Little wooden people come out of clocks and stuff like that over there. And uh, the, the shoes, they got the wooden shoes. I think that might be Dutch. Uh, cuckoo clocks are from Switzerland, right? And there's that famous quote about how, I don't remember. <laughs> the quote ended with cuckoo clocks. Anyways, a bunch of cuckoo clocks. We're driving around. We're going to Switzerland. Now, specifically, we're going to a place called the Malls Woods, the Malaise Woods. So you're awfully sad there. Or you're sad that I mispronounced that. And this is actually a recommendation from Crows on Twitter. I saw this on Crows feed, so I thought it was a really interesting story. We're headed out to the woods of Malays. Now, for a long time, people people in town surrounding the woods would come home from work. Oh, you won't believe the day I just had at work. It totally sucked. I was like there. I worked at a call center. It was customer support for cuckoo clocks. It was horrible. But... On my way home from work, because I don't work in the forest, but some have to tie this together. I don't know why I started the story off with them coming up from work. But to get home from work, I have to walk through this forest. I saw him. Who did you see, honey? Wife says. You won't believe it. It was a giant man. Giant man. And he was, like, dressed up like an army dude. He, this guy really has a way with words. Definitely not. A literature major. He was a giant man. He was dressed up like an army dude. He had on this long camouflage cloak. Oh my. I know. It's pretty spooky. And then he turned around and he was wearing a gas mask. And I ran away. And I came home. And I complained about my job first before telling you that horrifying story. Now, he's known as Le Loyon. Le Loyon. And for ten years... This man inhabited the woods of Malls. They called him Leloyon, which means the ghost of Malls, which that does not mean that. Listen, I know that English, a lot of people think the language of English is clunky. But how do two words, Leloyon, mean four words, the ghost of Malls? Even even though... I can understand, like, you can have, like, two words, like, Lelornlia, Lelornia, you know, the Spanish ghost that, like, pushes babies into water and yells at you. Like, I think her name means, like, the, the woman in white, right? So, technically, that's three. Like, la, I get the. But how does loyon mean ghost of malls? 
That doesn't make sense. What part of that is ghost? Is it the low part? Is it the yawn part? Anyways, it's weird old language. What do they speak in Swiss? What what's languages? <laughs> this is just like Switzies. Anyways, Laloyon, meaning the ghost of malls, which actually sounds like I keep saying it. And now I'm thinking it's like a shopping mall. And he's like, ooh, come to Hot Topic, two for one. So anyways, people in town were like, oh, dude, look out for this guy. People did not know what he was. I mean, they knew he was real. He was six foot two feet tall. He wasn't considered a ghost. He was considered more along the lines of an urban legend, like Joe Trombone or something like that. There's some weird urban legend. But people were calling the police on him. They're like, dude, this big old giant weirdo's walking around. He's dressed up like a military guy. I don't know if he's insane or what. I mean, <laughs> just go investigate him. Just go. I don't need a reason to call the police. Just go investigate this giant man walking around dressed in camouflage. He would do it all the time. People saw him all the time. Sometimes he'd be carrying flowers, which is weird. Now, he never said or interacted with anyone in a menacing way. Just a local legend. But what happened was at a certain point, the media got a hold of it. Le Martin, it's a paper, it's a newspaper in Switzerland. September 2013, they, they posted a photograph. I don't know why I said it like that. They posted a photograph of him from behind. Someone had happened to pull out their camera and take a picture. Now, he was first spotted in 2003. Now it's 2013. It's no longer an urban legend. There's actually photos of this guy. We covered a guy like that, the cat man, he was in Scotland, that you had Aki, who was sexually harassing people in Britain, where it's like people in the area see these guys, and then all of a sudden it's like, it becomes a national thing. It goes from being a local legend that only a few people leave into this big thing. So now his picture's in the newspaper. People are now, before people would avoid him, they'd see him, oh, let's get out of here. They'd leave. But now that he is a nationwide urban legend, people are going to the forest specifically to see him. They begin hunting him. They want proof. They want a photograph. They want to find out the story behind this guy. That was published in September 2013. The last sighting of him was only two months later, November 2013. After that, he isn't seen again, but they do find his equipment. So there's a little rock and laying next to it was a gas mask, his cloak, and a letter that accused Lay Martin of murdering a, quote, very harmless being because they revealed he existed. He wrote down, the risk of a beast hunt has made this all too dangerous. The newspaper actually responded to that allegation. They said, we didn't murder him. He committed suicide. He could have continued to be this suit walking around. We're just reporting this story. But the mystery is over now. Some people believe he actually physically committed suicide. He killed himself. And he left the message behind. Other people said that he simply killed off the character of Leloyne and went back to a normal life. But to this day, nobody knows who was in the suit or what happened to him. Most likely, it was some sort of peaceful meditation, isolation thing going on. Some people thought it was a fetish, which it could have been a fetish too, but never did anything to hurt anyone people who had encountered him said he made them feel like not welcome or menacing but it was like here's a quote from one it was a rainy sunday day he had a cap a dark cloak and a gas mask what could possibly be going through his head i don't know but it was unforgettable and unpleasant i hope i don't run into him ever again that was a quote from someone who ran into him but nothing that character did nothing Lil Loin did actually intimidated this person so 
it's possible that this was a way of dealing with some sort of existential crisis that made him feel comfortable, whatever. It's weird, don't get me wrong, it's totally bizarre, but when he was exposed and now being hunted, he's just like, now I gotta take this off, and I would argue that the newspaper did murder him. Like, that's saying, the newspaper's saying, we didn't murder you, you committed suicide. Like, we simply reported it, you're the one who chose to take the action. It'd be the same thing if a newspaper, like, outed someone, if you were in the closet, uh, uh, you're, you're a gay dude, and you're in the closet, and newspaper outs you, and then you kill yourself. Is the newspaper responsible for, I would say, yeah. Because you were living, he was a private citizen living a private life, and then the newspaper published it. I, but, you know, your mileage may vary, because, again, he, is a, he was a weirdo. Walking around the woods. I and, and to be fair, I have covered weirdos walking around. So, well, maybe someday someone will quit being a weirdo because of this show. Who knows? And then I'll change my tune because I'm a total hypocrite. And I'll be like, what? I didn't murder him. He committed suicide. And you're like, no, Jason, you did murder him. <laughs> Remember, you're on trial for his murder. I was like, oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. I'm going to have Nicole and Corey break me out of jail here. So Corey's like watching... For the guards, he's ready to crowd to chop him. Nicole's like picking the locks. Yeah, no one can, no prison can keep me as long as I have people on the outside to break me out. Calling that carpenter copter, Nicole. We are breaking out of this fictional prison I'm in for killing one of my listeners. We are flying out to the world. This whole story involves the whole planet. So just, just be in sub-orbit. We're going to float around. Let's talk a little bit about a man who has even more bizarre evolutionary theories than your dear host, Jason Carpenter. There's a man known as Dr. Ellis Silver. He's an ecologist, and he has a theory that humans did not evolve on the planet Earth. No, 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 no. We were placed here. Now, that's actually not a bizarre... It's a bizarre theory, but it's not a rare theory. Some people may think of it as panspermia, which is life was seeded throughout the universe, landed on random planets. That's pretty... That's not super out there as far as theories go. When you start talking about aliens dropping people off, that makes it a little weirder. His theory, specifically, is that humans were put here as a punishment. That we live on a prison planet. planet we're not supposed to be able to escape from. Now, he has a couple different theories of where we come from. Some Sometimes he says we're from Mars. Sometimes he says we're from much farther off. But he believes that the humans have only been here for maybe 60,000 years. Maybe a little bit longer, but around 60,000 years. And here is his proof. Now, he has a couple different theories, but one is that the UFOs are basically the wardens. The UFOs are a real phenomenon, and they're aliens making sure we don't get too uppity. Make sure we don't try leaving the planet. Make sure we don't blow each other up. Just like prison wardens don't want the prisoners to kill everybody in the prison. You know, it's a prison, but you want to have some sense of civilization. He also says that we may have escaped here. This may have just been the first, like, we were still prisoners, but we escaped here. We got stuck here, or that we had a planet that was going to blow up all a Krypton. We ended up here, stuff like that. He also has a theory that he basically he's hedging his bets, right? He's just basically pulling stuff out of his butt. He says it's possible the aliens came down here, banged animals, and then made us. So we're not technically a hundred percent alien. We're like half alien. We're like that girl from Out of This World, that old show. She put her fingers together, bing, everything would freeze. What was her name? It was like Edie or Kibi or Zini. Ebby. Whatever. That was a good show. I doubt I doubt it holds up, but that I used to watch that. I used to watch Small Wonder. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. The point is, is this is his argument for why we're not supposed to be here. 
We're the smartest creatures on the planet. We, we have thought processes. We're so different than all the other animals on the planet. Now, let me back up here. I'm not making these arguments myself. I'm making these arguments on behalf of him. But I do believe humans are smartest. But anyways, as we go further, I'm disavowing these just out of, out of, out of caution. So anyways, he believes that we're so far above other, any other species as far as intelligence goes that it makes us feel like we're the aliens on a planet. So his idea is that bananas and pufferfish and, uh, sand worms or whatever. Apparently we're now on, uh, that doom planet, Arrakis. Every living thing on this planet is not, we're not related to, even though we share similar DNA, we're not related to it. We're from another place. So we're too smart to be here with all these dummies. Two, childbirth is extremely complicated. Most animals, they just kind of walk and then a baby falls out of them. But with humans, uh, the baby can die, the mother can die, both can die. It's very dangerous. The head is pretty big. And he goes, if we evolved, because, you know, basically our heads got bigger the smarter we got to make more room for our brains. If the baby, if the, the women should have evolved too, basically. The women should have been getting wider and wider hips so babies just be falling out of them. It shouldn't be such a push to push out that brain. If people were evolving, it should evolve on the same rate. Now, I think that one is, I think the first one, yeah, I do think humans are smarter than all other animals. I don't really think anyone goes, well, no, if you look at uh, crabgrass, that's way, I don't think anyone really, you can say like birds and whales are pretty smart, but I don't, I don't think anyone's, there's like smart as two-year-olds and stuff like that. And those people are idiots. Um, little babies coming out of you. I think the reason why women don't have like massive birth canals is because dudes aren't banging women with massive birth canals. I, that's my pushback on that one. That dudes tend to bang like thin chicks, and then thin chicks give birth to thin, like, little little baby people, right? Like, I mean, they're not coming out like spaghetti noodles, but you know what I mean? Like, it's evolution. Ev- yes, he's right. Evolution should push women to be able to give, give birth to children very, very easily. But men, even back in the day, men preferred to bang, not like Twiggy, not like super, that's an old reference, but not like super skinny chicks. I mean, they weren't banging the caveman equivalent of Taylor Swift. But they weren't they weren't that far off, right? So I think that's part of that. I think that you're right. I think it should have evolved to that, but men are still they have a body type, and come hell or high water, that's what they're attracted to, even if it may result in the slowing down of the human species. So I that's my personal theory, and you're like again shaking your head, you're like, Ugh. you and your personal theories. I think that's true though. I think the reason why Women don't have super wide hips so that like a nine pound baby could come out breech is because they're not banging women with super wide hips. But anyways, number th- uh, three is about the big heads. I'm not going to go more into that. But they do say that human babies spend a long time helpless as opposed to other animals. A lot of times, like an elephant's just walking, the baby elephant just falls out and it just starts walking behind it. It's still covered in goop, umbilical cord still hanging out, after birth, spilling out. They just keep on moving, dude. You don't even know. The mom is like, oh, I feel like I just lost 20 pounds. That keto is really working. And looks behind. He's like, oh, I just gave birth. So, but a human baby just lays there for like pretty much 18 years at this point. And they're finally like, ah, need to go get a job. So long period of helplessness. Also, most animals can see and hear a wider range of stuff like ultraviolet lights higher frequencies lower frequencies his theory is that we're from a planet where there was no ultraviolet light 
or were like it was just one light source maybe i don't know it's just a big giant light bulb in the middle of the planet and less uh sound this is where he starts becoming this is where he starts becoming a weirdo and i'm gonna stop defending him but basically they come from a place where there's only one spectrum of light or a very limited spectrum of light and a very limited hearing range so we're built for that we come here we can't hear but if we could see ultraviolet if we could hear different ranges it'd probably help us i think there's like this tiger that growl is like almost unheard of for us but animals will scoot stuff like that we have hay fever and allergies which is weird that we're allergic to our own planet that we've evolved here alongside wheat and grass and dandelions and all that stuff but it makes us sneeze it makes us sick that's what allergies are makes us sniff sick we're sniffling can you imagine a caveman trying to sneak up on a saber-toothed tiger in may oh it doesn't work it doesn't work also humans tend to have back pain that's like the number one cause of pain i believe that's because of poor diet and lack of exercise he believes it's because we come from a planet that has different gravity right so we have a pretty high center of gravity and from the planet where originally 60,000 years isn't it really enough to evolve from the planet that we're from. Wait a second. Now that I think about it, why does having skinny hips and giving birth to big head babies have to do with being an alien? That doesn't make sense. I guess none of this really makes you're like, Jason, that's the bar that doesn't make sense to you. Maybe on that planet, like, I don't know, your hips, like could your legs could dislocate or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, He's saying that the reason why humans tend to have back pain is because we're from a planet that had different gravity. The reason why we have allergies or hay fever or any of that. I'm not talking about being allergic to shellfish. Actually, no, that would be true, too. Maybe that's the reason why people are allergic to peanuts. There are no peanuts on the home planet. But just having allergies, seasonal allergies, why are we allergic to our own planet? That's his argument. We don't eat uncooked foods. We don't like them, at least. I mean, we can eat them, but we don't like them. And he goes, that's a weird trait as well. Like, we've evolved to need to cook food, even though that's pretty unnatural. You would have to have, all throughout all of evolution, you're able to eat raw food with no problems whatsoever. You could take a squirrel, rip its tail off, and just drink its guts, and you wouldn't have any problem getting disease. But now, if you, now you try that, not only are the neighbors going to look down upon you, but you also will probably get incredibly sick. He goes, that doesn't make sense. We should be able to eat whatever we want because a crocodile can walk up and eat whatever he wants. Why can't we? Now, it's funny because I've talked about this story a couple times in real life. Kind of listed one or two of them and the people kind of chuckle. People I'm talking to, ha, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And then I get to this last one and everyone goes, ugh. Or they, give, they make a look with their face every single time. I've talked to a couple of people about it. They go, ugh. Or if they're face-to-face, which is limited now under quarantine, but they go, what? So all of his argument, he 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 sets it up well. Because at this point in the argument, you're like, ah, maybe that's true. That is weird. Uh, women, wide hips, short hips. That and then you get to this. So he's sitting there and he's giving us this lecture. We're sitting in this room. Dr. Ellis Silver is like, yes, and you know the birth canals. We shouldn't be like this on alien planet. They should be different. We're like, eh. And then he goes on and on and he goes, well, another good reason we know humans aren't supposed to be on the planet Earth is because humans get sunburned. So if you get a sunburn, that means you're probably an alien. Kind of look at each other. We're like, what? He goes, yeah, question in the back. And we're like, so are you saying that the fact that we get sunburned shows that we shouldn't be on this planet? He goes, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, every other animal in the animal kingdom doesn't get sunburned like a dog's out in the sun too long it doesn't get burned we're like 
okay, wait, are you saying that? Let me raise my hand again. So are you implying, sir, that if you don't get sunburned, you are not human? And he's like, correct. That is, that is 100% what I'm implying. Only animals can be out in the sun all day long. But if you get a sunburn, that is a human trait, and that shows that humans are not from this planet. And then we stop asking questions, but then we see some other guy raise a hand. And he's like, uh, I'm black. And I don't get sunburns. Are you implying that I'm some sort of animal? And at that point, Dr. Silver kind of kind of moves his, his collar. Yoinks. Listen, I, 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 I... Dude, I mean, like, everyone I told this to in real life, they're like, that's kind of racist. And I was like, yeah, just a little bit, right? Just, just, just a little bit. I mean, basically, there's huge swaths of the human population that either don't get sunburned or have a much more difficult time getting sunburned just because of the pigmentation in, in their skin. But then, like any good grifter, he immediately changes changes the subject before you can really think of it. Wait, did he just say that black people? Are- no, 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 no. Also, we're the only creature on Earth that squints underneath the sunlight. Ah, my eyes. I'm squinting, I'm squinting, and I'm not looking at all the minority people in my audience. I'm squinting. And he goes on to say that humans have other, he immediately changes the subject, that most animals migrate or hibernate, humans don't. Which is because we build cities, they're not mobile, unless it's a mobile home park. That humans, when they look at the sun, they squint. Animals don't. Animals don't look at the sun. See, when's the last time you saw your dog being like, what time is it? And stare at the sun. Or talk, for that matter. The idea is the idea is an interesting one. The idea is an interesting one that humans are a recent development on the planet. And to be fair, he does make some interesting points, i.e. the allergies one and the... Whatever the first one was. I already forgot it. Oh, the intelligence one. We're too smart and we're allergic to our own planet. Those are interesting ones. Everything else is just kind of a gobbledygook. Now, he's written two books on this subject. He's gotten some good reviews, gotten a lot of bad reviews. Usually the bad reviews are focusing on science. Usually the good reviews are focusing on, no joke, a dream this woman had. So that's not really indicative of the quality of the book. It's just you had a dream that agreed with the book. But it's actually not a super... I think his arguments for it are pretty flawed. But I think there will always be a case that is made for humans to have been an incredibly late development in Earth's cycle. And when I say late, I mean, yes, probably coming from another planet. I don't think the fact that billions of people can't get sunburned is proof that they're not human. I believe that if this story is true we all would have come down at the same time there's just too many similarities between us as a race as a species versus being able to chop up the genetic tree because one person can get a sunburn and the other person can't that's kind of a weird division line but there will be people who will push that angle i think it is possible though that i mean knowing my theories on how evolution works i definitely think it's an interesting way to look at things like humans did come down here let's say 200,000 500,000 years ago from somewhere else we just have so many creation myths that involve that and we have so many stories today involving ufos that whether or not we came from another planet another dimension to me to me it's less scientifically plausible than say evolution but when you look at 
well, I can't really give you an honest answer. I just think it's more fun. I think it's a more fun answer, right? I think it's more interesting. And I think that's probably what makes this type of stuff so appealing to people. Evolution, uh, it's boring. It takes a lot of time and a lot of thought to really think about. And you got to sit and sit in class and learn about vultures and turtles. Uh, you get bored. It's a lot easier to look up at the sky and think, no, maybe we came from out there. Maybe all of us came from out there. You say as you look over at Dr. Silver. It wasn't just the white people coming from space. I think it's a fun theory. I think it's a fun theory to think that we are from somewhere else. Because what that implies is that there is something else out there. And whether or not we were put here as prisoners, it's kind of moot at this point. We've turned the Earth into a pretty cool place to hang out. But we'll see what happens if we do try to leave Earth permanently. Colonize the moon, colonize Mars, move farther past our solar system. Will we be stopped at that point? Will we then learn the truth that we actually are not Earthlings, but from someplace much more far off? However, Earth is where we will always be forced to stay. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.